0: Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up, behind this curtain line again.
1: Welcome back to that greatest show on earth. It's once again Wednesday. We're hoping that we're going to get you through your midweek lumps. And it is once again Talking Terror back at you with an new episode. This week it is the Ghoul Geek Keith's uh, pick, uh, Final Destination from 2000, uh, directed by Glenn Morgan. Looking uh, forward to talking about that and seeing if death does indeed have a plan for us all. Speaking of the Ghoul, I am joined by that bull, the beautiful one himself. Keith, hello. What
2: up, everybody? How you doing
3: tonight?
1: Hope you're doing well, Ghoul, since we last spoke.
2: Indeed, indeed, indeed. A little bit of exhaustion, but aside from that, I am good to go.
1: Love to hear it, love to hear it. And of course, the mad monkey wasn't just throwing up tapioca, he was also tripping over my own line. So, monkey, you have the floor. Hello?
3: Hey there, monkey my fans, you're your furry little horror host, the Mad Monkey, broadcasting to you. He's a furry little, little a drunken monkey. Yeah. Drunken what monkey the fucking guy did was introduction, for the love of God. <laughs> oh, you know the lines, and anyway, and we are also joined by the demonic Dr. Dave.
0: Uh, good, evening, um, good evening. <laughs> the, ghoul
4: sound, the, ghoul, the, the, the ghoul sounds so, so excited for tonight's show, I was surprised at it how much he's ready to go. Uh, go! Is this,
3: you seem Boom! so excited mm,
0: mm, 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 aside mm, from mm. your
3: exhaustion. <laughs> is this sick? He's ready to go, man. It's going to be a fun-filled episode. We're going to make this shit happen. Thank, <laughs> thank you, doctor.
0: As always, your input is so valuable. I, the tried, I, 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 I,
1: I,
4: strive, I strive for nothing, nothing but valuable valuable language and conversation. (laughs) 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 Of the
0: highest entertainment uh, caliber. uh, (laughs) So, before anybody goes into any of their new shits
2: and all that kind of stuff, which I'm sure we're all looking so much forward to doing and talking about, I do need to give a quick little bit of a promo here. Um, This weekend, the, uh, the ghoul girl and I shall be at the Flemington Punk Rock Flea Market. Uh, That is running Sunday, May 19th, from 10 to 4. Uh, That would be 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., not 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., so it's not that late night, people. Do the early day thing. Uh, This is located (laughs) at the Strangle Factory at 4 Strangle Road in Flemington. It is free admission as long as you bring with you a non-perishable donation for a person, as in like a human being, or a pet, like an animal. Um, You have to bring a non-perishable human being. Don't pretty, well, I think all human beings are pretty non-perishable I'm pretty sure at this point uh, We don't eat people uh, And some animals do But I don't think many of them live with other people So who knows But yeah, whatever. So Unless you people. die and then your cats eat you Sometimes cats eat their people When the people die in the house Especially if they're old ladies um, But anyway, this particular one I'm excited about because it does have a bit of a Star Wars theme for it It's called May the Horse oh. Be With You It's an equine story Um, This will be benefiting a local animal sanctuary uh, that is known as the Party Smasher Animal Sanctuary. And it is also benefiting the Flemington Area Food Pantry, uh, Pantry, Pantry, yeah, Pantry, a pantry, yeah. pantry, Uh The, the Animal no. Rescue is helmed by, uh, this might be somebody the doctor knows, I don't know, because he knows everything about fucking music. Um, guitarist Ben Weinman, who is currently touring with the Suicidal Tendencies. Um, I mean, I don't know the name of that
4: person, but I know the name of that group. And this all sounds so very, very punk rock.
0: Uh,
2: it is very, very punk rock. Um, just it is, indeed.
0: He just wanted a Pepsi.
2: Yeah, the so, guy. so you
4: have said that you and the Google Girl are going to be there from 10 to 4, or are you just going to be there under the... Context of shoppers or do you have a higher Purpose in your in your visit to This Rock Rock bar no
2: we Will be there representing bonfire Beat designs of course uh, but there also, Besides us there are A hell of a lot of other vendors you're Talking anything from massage therapy uh, Art and cartoons Funko pops oils Soaps honey toys Face painting there is all kinds Of stuff going on at this place man it Is a very very <laughs> cool event Yeah
4: man that's punk <laughs> uh,
2: soaps and honey. Uh, but what I need to hey, what I need hey, to ask hey, also rockers, is how's punk, punk fight, rockers you name it, It's there.
3: Now you're talking. Yeah, now you're but, talking. But punk rockers get old, and sometimes we need a fun bath, okay? So sit so there. Don't sit so there and bash it because punk rockers need a good bath time with some honey and some oatmeal spread and stuff like that because we fuckers get What's old. We've been in the pits. <laughs> yeah. What? What you put so on your bagel in the morning? Yeah. no, but <laughs> but uh Doc, what were you getting ready to get into? You you were you right. to say something before I cut you off? Uh, no, Dude, I have I, I do have one
4: more question for the for the cool about this punk rock flea market. So this place is at the Strangle Center on Strangle Drive. Is that, is that legitimately what it's called, Strangle?
2: That, that would be uh, – uh, that's how I'm pronoun- I am pronouncing it. It is S-T-R-A-N-G-L, which I would pronounce as Strangle. Uh, this is the Strangle Factory. So as per, you know, my dirty deeds, come o- come around, ask me, and I might strangle you if you're an attractive-looking female <laughs> or an annoying dude. Depends on how it goes. Uh,
4: I, I've seen him to- do this. Uh, he is not lying. Is somebody broadcasting <laughs> from inside a manufacturing plant or
1: something? No. No. he's no, playing.
2: Uh, okay. They're scratching their record because they think they're a
3: DJ. I was
1: practicing my skills. Sorry. Right. Continue.
3: So, so make sure to check out the Bonfire B Design ta- table at the flea market this weekend. And remember the safety word because the cool doesn't stop until you say the safety word when it comes to strangling. Carpen Dugan. <laughs> Exactly. It now, was worth it for the t shirt. Now before we get into the uh, horror and nerd news, Ghoul, you went to the movie theater twice this past weekend and I would love to hear the reactions you had for both movies if you don't mind me asking. Both both movies. Um well yes, one yes.
2: I have now seen for the fifth time, uh, as I am one movie away from my record of six of seeing Jurassic Park, I have indeed seen Endgame five times. Um, Good for you. The Ghoul Girl. <laughs> the Ghoul Girl finally got to see it for the first time. It's not What's like each think? time I am going, I am not bringing somebody who hasn't seen it already. Um, so it's That's not like things? I'm just going by myself every time. There's only been one viewing that was alone. Um, <laughs> But, uh, Are yes, you lying for them and the cool saying that you haven't consumed. seen it yet? <laughs> of course not. I they know okay, very well. well. I figured out exactly what my plan is. I'm going to see this movie well, eight you've... times in the theater so that I can okay, sit well you' have done that to me before, so I was just curious. Well, that was different. you know. I think, I think everybody within my know knows that I've seen Endgame now, like I said, five times at this point. Um, I'm, I'm looking to see it eight times so that I can sit there and say that I've dedicated one full day of my life to watching just
3: one movie on the big screen. Because that will equal that, 24 that. hours of viewing time.
2: Are, yeah. you personally,
3: are, are you personally enjoying this movie that much to where you are enjoying every viewing, or are you just that dedicated now?
2: Uh, I mean, I think it's one part of me just being stubborn and wanting to beat the record of Free Willy. Um, just so I, I can <laughs> I love say that I, you know, that it's not Free Willy. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, but you know, again, I enjoyed it for other reasons at that time. Uh No, you know what, I've enjoyed every single time You know, I, there's, there's been times that I've seen A film on a repeated viewing Like maybe a second or third time And I've gotten drowsy for it, you know, for a three hour movie I have yet to even be tired Like at any point of watching it I just really love the pacing of it I love how everything is And there's so much going on I'm still finding things that, you know I, I didn't catch the first time around So
0: yeah.
3: so I think, think I saw Fear
2: and Loathing in, in Las Vegas Four times Ooh.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm very nice.
2: I know yeah. I've seen that at least two or three, so I know there's the midnight showing, but also seeing it prior
3: to that. Alright, but, but, so, what did the ghoul, ghoul gal think of this when she got to see this for the first time?
2: Uh, well, I guess the moratorium on spoilers, well, see, again, though, the doctor hasn't seen it. Let's just say... Uh, dude, I don't, the, I, don't, I don't care. But, no, no but... You guys can to talk about it. this. Oh, I don't. I, I let's don't just, care. I am, let's as the just say her reaction to the end. I'll go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. what, what? What? Doctor, please.
4: I was going to say that the doctor, the directors had announced. I think. I think. I don't think it was this Monday. Maybe it was the pre. What weekend did it come? How long has it been out now? Two weeks or one week?
2: This would have been the third weekend that it was out. So, yes, they've lifted okay, the so ban on anybody spoiling. Yeah,
4: after, 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 the, after the second weekend, they said, spoil away. So, And I'm not going to remember anyway. And given the whole list of movies that the ghoul said I have to watch before I watch Endgame,
2: I'm not going to remember it anyway. So,
0: <laughs>
2: that, that no, he's, not gonna see them. he's not going to see, see them anyway. Instead, he's going to sit there and no. tell me to watch this movie or that movie or read this book or read that book. And I won't do that either, so. So it's all fair mm-hmm. in love and war on that one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did like Death Wish 3.
3: though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to a to a degree. That's a, movie. That's a good yeah. movie. I like that one. All right. I okay. okay. Now, all right. Now you also saw another movie this past weekend. Cool, right. Well, this was a double double day on Monday. Of, uh,
2: of oh yes. really? First, I, I, yes, I got to see uh, the fifth time to see Endgame, and then I got to see Detective Pikachu um, with the, uh you know, the little monster. And oh, uh yeah, exciting. that was uh that was something, you know, somebody that uh lived through the Pokemon era between my my mm. younger sisters and then my my son being a huge Pokemon fan. Right. What I can say is is if you have had some if you're an older person of let's say our
3: advanced age.
2: Um, you'll find enjoyment in the movie based on what you know from that person that liked it. Um, if you didn't have anybody in your life at any point that enjoyed Pokemon and you're not a Pokemon enjoyer yourself, avoid this movie at all costs. Um, oh, yep. It is funny; it's got some humor to it, but it really doesn't have any value other than that to like the Pokemon faithful. Mm. I enjoyed it. Uh, okay. I had a good time watching it. It was a lot of fun, but again, I could just... its so Like, a, a random person, let's say, like, the doctor goes to watch this movie. He's going to hate every minute of it. You know, Ryan Reynolds... Just I'm not going to watch that go, movie. Well, no shit, yeah. Sherlock. That's why I said that if you... Listen, man, we can't even get you to watch some good fucking movies, let alone,
1: you know, go <laughs> watch
2: Detective Pikachu. Like what? Like... Any one of the Marvel films that we've listed numerous, numerous <laughs> I've seen, times. I've
4: seen, I've seen Iron Man.
2: Yeah, the one. Eleven years ago.
4: And <laughs> I saw X Men and X Men Two.
2: That would have been twenty years ago. So, so <laughs> please yeah. let's, let's 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 continue. Oh wait,
4: is Deadpool a okay. Marvel? Because I saw Deadpool.
2: Yes, that, that yeah, is, but, and that was about seven uh, years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Or five years ago. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but I didn't it until like a year ago. So I, I know.
2: You, know you just know saw me. it last
4: yeah.
0: week. It's yeah. so <laughs> no, like, like a whole year ago. Anyway. Um, okay. Good, good for
3: you. But I want to ask uh, the ghoul real quick. So how – like just in establishing the world of Pokemon and the people working in the world and stuff like that, did they do a decent job of creating just the world?
2: This is not what you're thinking it is. This is based on a video game called Detective Pikachu. So this is a very framed story taking place in a very particular city in which uh, Pokemon battles are not allowed. Um, and therefore like humans and Pokemon are living side by side, like doing things. I, I found the world to be heavily popul- populated by the same Pokemon. It felt like it were playing the game to a degree because it was like, all right. Yeah. You know, like I, I've only saw like a thousand
3: fucking growlits, you know, in, in the rest okay, of this film. Gotcha. <laughs> I-, I understand completely. Is <laughs> somebody mm-hmm. broadcasting from inside
0: their washing machine?
1: I don't know what you're hearing.
0: So that it's coming from the king
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm sitting still on a couch In front
3: of my laptop So I don't know where you're eating a washing machine Mm. And it's not me because I have a straight up phone I don't have a drug phone anymore So it's not me
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we carry out
4: All right. all right. Well, there's some things it. to talk about, and if anybody read the messages, you would have known that my time is short tonight. So why are we sitting here talking about goddamn Pikachu? I don't
1: know. It's
2: because we were trying to get you off. We were trying to get you off the air as soon as possible, but obviously oh, news. <audio>. Well, I
4: have to. Then I will go now. But I do have to announce my film. But I have some things to talk about that are very exciting. As
1: always. okay, let's
4: do. It. Okay. All right. Straight straight,
0: straight so from the news floor. Oh, do- sorry.
4: All right, so uh, John Wick 3 comes out this weekend, and yeah, the director, Chad Stahelski, who was the stunt coordinator on the Matrix movies, said that the Wachowski sisters are working on a fourth Matrix sequel with Warner Brothers. He said that. You mean, uh, the, you mean Wach- the Wachowski Wachow- brothers?
5: No, the Wachows- sisters. Their now. names
4: are Lana and Lily. They're both women now. They, they crossed. They
0: became, yeah, turned uh, themselves
4: women. into women with all their Matrix money.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, a long Whoa! time ago.
0: You didn't Whoa. know that that's yeah, like old
3: that's not... like super old news.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Landon, dude, I, super old news. Dis- not
3: we've discussed this on the air before, man. Yes, we have. Uh I seriously did not know that. Okay, moving on. Sorry, Doc. <laughs>
2: yeah, so Lana and here. Wartusky, Yeah, uh
4: <laughs> they have they have said that they don't know anything about this, but apparently uh supposedly there's talk of, of Warner Brothers developing a fourth Matrix movie, uh, whether that's a sequel or a reboot of some type. There's been no information if this is actually even happening. But the director of John Wick 3, who was the Matrix stunt coordinator, he said that. So anyway, uh, John Wick 3 does come out this weekend. Uh, I'm very excited to see it. Um, also, the first two were great. <laughs> yes, much yeah. fun. super fun. Uh, the... I enjoyed a, the a... first one Very
2: much I thought this, I felt like the second one That You know what it, it makes sense that he's the stunt coordinator For the Matrix Because now it explains why the, this film series Feels like the Matrix And it's not just because it's Keanu Reeves The first film yeah. felt like a standalone story Oof. And now the second film Is just like the Matrix movies Where you have to see the third film To see where the second one goes um, Yeah but Are they going to bring in Brig fucking Rose Robots this time around.
0: Well, Ooh,
2: well
4: being well, I don't want to I don't want to talk about plot details and spend all of our time talking about John Wick, but I feel that um, you know unlike the second Matrix movie, which was a complete and total disaster, uh, John Wick Two is highly entertaining. Um, so I am looking forward to to seeing what the third what the third round brings uh, with uh, you know John Wick on the run, uh, you know. in in this version. Uh, Parabellum. Yes. Now, also, uh, it's interesting that the ghoul picked the final, oh, not the final, uh, final destination for this evening because uh, when you watch that movie, it looks like you're watching a CW show, uh, given all of the performers in it at that time, and it seems that the CW, and I have no idea because I don't watch TV, apparently the CW is still around, and the CW had developed a pilot for a potential Lost Boys TV series. Um, yeah. Appar- apparently that was a complete and total disaster because they are yep. reworking, reshooting, and recasting uh, their attempt to get some type of Lost Boys series mm-hmm. to the small
3: screen. Yeah, did not say Wow. Well. That pilot. Wow, because like they, they put a lot of time and money into this, and it seems like it just all went to shit, huh?
4: Yeah, uh, it it failed, apparently, in the mm-hmm. eyes of the people that make the decision. So uh, yet another one of these movies from the 80s finding their way to the small screen, whether it's a series such as ones we've talked about at length or a TV movie, which we've also talked about at length with other properties from the same or similar time frame.
1: Yeah. Now so okay. we'll see if it gets canned or not, but yeah, looking forward to seeing what happens with the Lost Boys.
4: Yes. Uh, so, uh, who would like to tell me uh, what some of these names all have in common? Hotter, Derryman, Crampton, Haig, Mosley, Todd, Wallace, Trejo,
3: Barbeau.
1: They're all in Death House. What, uh,
3: Swamp Thing. All of them.
4: Uh, well, I know Barbot, definitely.
1: Yes. Did somebody
4: <laughs> say Death House? I did. Yes. Uh, did All of those famous genre people make up the cast of the upcoming movie Death House, uh, which is being billed as the expendables of the horror genre. Oh,
0: oh nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so oh, all of, not, not all so of nice. those
4: people are starring in this movie Death House. Apparently, it involves a secret prison uh and uh two agents of some type are being pursued by the inmates. Apparently that's actually on Netflix right now. I have not had a yeah. chance yet. It's on Netflix now? Yeah it yes. is
3: yeah it's on Netflix now.
1: Boom that, um,
3: okay that's just gonna be on my queue, buddy, in the the night thank you. Yeah <laughs> it's
1: gotten shitty, shitty reviews. I'm looking forward to seeing it because it's been really badly reviewed. I bad don't bad care reviews.
0: Yeah. All I know yeah. is that
2: when you announced that cast, you know, the only thing that came into my head is, are there any actors in the film? Um, mm. But that no, the idea no, of what no. those reviews are kind of says everything you need to know. Sorry, I don't mean to, oh, I don't mean to I offend love, any no. of those horror movie icons, no, none no. of them are screen stealers, you know? The majority of them also sit behind masks normally.
0: No, They're I disagree. I feel,
2: I feel Danny Trejo
4: is fucking awesome, so...
2: Yes, yeah, that, that is the truth But, you know, again well, two, I like him in small bits Not big parts yes.
1: Yeah Right. He's better in small cameos And Jennifer Rossi, our old friend of the show Has a cameo in Death House So look at that so, you yeah, how well this movie's going to be received
4: Would you call her, was Like, I don't mean to be offensive But would you call her appearing in that a cameo Or would you call that a bit part
1: Well, she considers it a cameo a very important cameo because it's in a movie with all these okay. horror
4: accounts.
1: I, I feel God, like people I think have to it's just a part.
4: Does she still listen to our show actively?
1: Oh, I'm sure she doesn't.
4: Okay, because <laughs> I feel like uh I feel like people have to know who you are in order to make a cameo.
1: Um You think so. But anyway, but if you go on her Facebook page.
4: No, not the case. But anyway, um I don't want to say too many things about her because of I know I know the ghoul has very strong feelings. Now, uh Oh yeah.
2: Up.
0: <laughs> oh, listen, so for me, some, it's more
2: some... for me. It's more about that whole idea of fucking summoning what you don't want to deal with. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of yeah. like saying the name of Voldemort. You say it and you summon it. So let's <laughs> let's not summon it, okay, please. Looks oh,
4: like Kenny candy. Candy in the
1: um, yeah.
2: uh, candy and
4: San Tony Todd. But anyway, uh, we we have talked so much about 80s and how. Uh, between Stranger Things and like Summer of '84 and like a bunch of other stuff that we've covered and talked about like mining the 80s is like the popular thing and there's that uh there's that great looking 80s uh 80s horror documentary that's coming out so soon uh there is yet uh another uh that is going to be paying tribute uh to the 80s there's a UK based thriller that's coming out with the title Coming Soon and in this movie uh, there's going to be murders that are taking place, Me too. and these murders these murders have all been <laughs> inspired by 80s films in this sleepy UK town. And there are three movie-obsessed best friends that get sucked into this investigation uh, and a race to find the killer, and that will be filming sometime later this year. But we've talked so much about the 80s. Uh, between all of the movies we covered and all of our talk about the swamp things and the ghoulies and the, uh, not the ghoulies, the critters and the child's plays and all of this, that uh, I just found that to be an interesting uh,
1: piece. Sure. It's the ongoing Renaissance of the 80s.
4: And then, not, that's as, my now. as my time is legitimately running short, uh, the last item that I have, uh, John Carpenter has minutes. announced. <laughs> Uh, John Carpenter has announced that he would like to direct another horror movie. Uh, He said that he would like to direct another horror movie. He said that if the budget is correct, he would be happy to direct another horror movie. He said the problem today is that they – rustle up these young directors, and they get them to do a movie for a $2 million budget when it's written for a $10 million budget, and they have to try and figure out how to do it, and the end products suffer, and he says he does not have the patience for that, but John Carpenter says he hopes to get back into the genre. Uh, He has nothing lined up on his plate at this time, but he hopes to uh, step back behind the camera in the horror genre in his career. It's been 10 years since his last film, The Ward. I think we covered it on the show once.
3: And yeah, he, did specifically, yeah. he did specifically say they has no interest in remaking the thing because he has no fucking interest in ever, ever going back to the Arctic ever again.
2: <laughs> no, oh, the thing when is also not something that needs any kind of remake. I mean, the special effects were fucking groundbreaking at the time. I don't think you could do yeah. any better with digital. It would just look fake. Nah, uh, no, uh, you no. Know, yeah, I it's enjoyed it's what it's they the, did a couple a years ago with the prequel making, movie, and, and that was fine.
4: The thing is, just it's just as you know, in the genre, like it's as great as you can get inside the genre. There's no reason yeah. to go back to that. Just fantastic cast, great performances, tremendous special effects that still look good now. Um, mm-hmm. this sense of desperation and isolation, you just like you know, you can't just make that happen, you know, like something has to happen, uh, involving everyone in the creative process to create that atmosphere. And that atmosphere totally translated. Uh, onto the screen. So uh, definitely a a fantastic movie in the thing. Um, But uh, that is my final item. And I do unfortunately have to go Um, before I go, I would just like to announce next week's film. And uh, our, our last, uh, our last time we visited my selections, we traveled to the, to the mystical far East uh, to examine the, the obsession with sushi uh, in the Japanese culture. And uh, oh, oh, no. son. sticking sticking uh, with the far east and the far eastern food culture, we'd like Sensitive to nipples. visit the famous <laughs> 1993 film called Bun Man: The Untold Story. And uh, I'm very Is excited for you all. What's that? Say, Buttman. No, man? Bun. B u n. B u n. B u n. Bun, B-U-N, B-U-N Man. The Untold fun Story. Man. I will be providing you the link to where you can watch it. This is going to be very exciting. Michael Kilmer,
2: Michael Keaton. Which, which one are we seeing? Thrilled.
4: Thrilled. Uh, Fuji, Hakaido, Fuji Hakaido. I'm Thrilled for you guys to get a chance to watch this. There will be a link in the Messenger in just a little while, uh, but I have to go. I wish you all a wonderful rest of show, and I will talk to you all soon.
1: Okay.
3: Huh? Okay. Thank you. So, Thank you, Doc.
1: Fun, man. Wasn't that that, that song by uh, Soundgarden? Bun <laughs> yeah. <Fun> okay. Man? Spoon Man. That was <laughs> Spoon Man. Bun Man. Yeah, that's, one, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about that song for like an hour? I don't know. I mean, that's a good song, but Bun Man by. I think, I think
0: um,
3: by next Wednesday, okay. I'm going to be really sick.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm starting to Let's cough. Hear.
3: This, this movie is also called The Untold. Story. It's directed by Herman Yell. um, so '90s Hong Kong movie. So we'll have to see how this goes.
1: The
0: Untold oh, Story of Bun
3: Man, is the story yes, you never no. wanted to
1: hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bun Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. Okay,
1: I legit thought he said Butt man, so I was like, Are we going that dark on the show? We're gonna talk about a movie called Butt I, man. I,
3: I thought he did too. Oh,
2: I was to finally get the. Issues. He just finally needs to get that yellow fever out of him, man. That, that's it's his really problem, bad. dude. He yeah. never put it in the <laughs> yellow person. I mean. Uh,
1: Maybe this will be the last one for a while. You, you yeah. leave Kyrie
3: yeah. Sane out of it, okay? I really like her.
1: <laughs> <Well, it's>
0: Go <going> ahead. <laughs>
3: Kyrie Sane is hot, man. I'm all for that pirate, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Me too. Just straight, straight up anime pirate bitch is like, yeah.
1: <laughs> this
3: is awesome. <laughs> Go for mm-hmm.
1: it. Um uh Ghoul, I know that you had said that the uh, Black Mirror season three is coming out soon. Um you brought it up this morning. Uh, uh, with some interesting news about uh, how many episodes the series is gonna have Yeah,
2: I was uh I was surprised about that. You know, I watched the trailer obviously and you know, it definitely has a <laughs> What looks to to be like a, a decent cast, um, Anthony Mackie, Topher Grace, you know, like they're all, all people that I I know. Uh, but right. then yeah, during the trailer it also says that it's only uh, three episodes. So um, I don't know if it's a matter of them just trying to keep it under quality control and saying, hey, these were three strong episodes. These are what we feel should be seen, or what? Um, I don't know. Now, the last thing we saw or, from Black Mirror was that Bandersnatch mm-hmm. thing, so.
3: Right. So, if well, this was what I was also thinking about. Is If it's only three, is it maybe three movie length episodes? And that, that maybe very they're well to like three. Maybe good doing three movies for the season instead of just straight up episodes.
2: That is definitely would, possible. Would, uh, they,
3: yeah. I don't know
2: anything about the runtime of these. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I would
1: imagine maybe I'll get an hour at best. It's kind of strange that it's only uh, three episodes. Maybe it's like one of those things where it's like a, an addendum for the last season. That's why it's only three. Hey, hey.
3: Possibly. it's like because, I'm not sure. I mean, you, you, because for you guys, do you know if their ratings have gone down at all or anything like that? Well,
2: no, because unfortunately
3: it. it's Netflix, and they don't let us know oh, anything right. about who's watching yeah. what. So. Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, I also wanted to sit there and do a quick follow up because the doc had asked me to sit there and put out a word because of the whole Twilight Zone thing. So I put a word mm-hmm. out to all of the other horror communities on Facebook about it Does anyone, you know, subscribe to CBS All Access? To does is anyone actually watching this through the pay per view? And like from the hits back that I got, no one's actually involved with. The CBS all access. that. So even tapping into our horror families out there across Facebook, mm-hmm. as big as as big as the Twilight Zone show claims is being claimed to be, no one in our horror families through Facebook are even you know no one's paying to watch this shit.
1: <laughs> Can you blame them? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I
3: don't know. No, and I'm not. I'm not saying I, don't blame them either. I'm just saying, for CBS claiming that this is one of the you know their highest rated shows that they have put out there, you know, and yet we're getting no hits ah. about <laughs> anyone actually. Saying, I know people yeah, who I've have you know supposedly been episode. watching
2: episodes, but none of them have <laughs> CBS access. You know, they're mm-hmm. finding other means mm-hmm. to watch it.
3: Exactly. Yeah, I've I've talked to people that have. Again, like you said, you know, seeing some of the episodes, but yeah, no one's paying for this shit. <laughs>
1: well, there's always ways. I mean, there's definitely always ways to find it. You know, if you don't have a certain channel, I mean, you go through the, the you know, the illegal channels to watch it. You know, if that's the way you want to do it. I've done it before with some shows. I don't get the channel. I find the illegal way to watch it. Sometimes I'm disappointed, sometimes I'm not, but it doesn't mean I want to do right. it to Twilight
3: Zone. Fire Stick is the preferred method for, for Yeah well that is That is you
0: know
2: <laughs> You could go darker
3: but this, this is the Fire
1: Stick kids. I, get in I trouble. don't know what I, you
2: guys are talking about Man No, uh, no I don't uh, either uh,
1: Weird all right.
0: I, uh, Since I, we are
2: talking I, I, streaming There has been big news in the streaming industry Today okay. in particular um, I know as we've as we 've spoken about many times on the uh the Disney deal with them purchasing Fox and how Ooh. that meant that they uh they owned a now sixty percent share of Hulu. Uh, they kind of finished the fucking deal completely. They bought out the other part of Hulu and now own ninety percent, I believe it is, of what Hulu is. So they can wow. completely one hundred percent dictate everything uh, that that goes with it. So,
3: wow! Holy crap! So, it's, wow! It's like just the, the the monopoly just gets bigger and bigger with Disney just absorbing companies left and right. Yeah, well, I mean, they
2: they they paid 8.5 billion to Comcast, who owned the uh that last chunk, and uh and yeah, so obviously they're taking some of their money that they are bringing in from all of these other properties and applying it to to other things. Now, what that means for Hulu, we don't know yet. Um, you know, I'm hoping that this doesn't mean a content change, or are we, are we going to be limited on things? Are they going to be raising prices for things again, or or what? But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those where you know the popularity got up there. We cut the cord here. Uh, we no longer have cable, and now you know now of course I got to worry. You know, is Disney going to rape me for even more money? But it doesn't matter. They own Marvel and Star Wars, so I
3: love them.
1: Yeah, so you got to give them their money. Gotta get in their
3: <laughs> Yeah, Disney just moving around, absor- absorbing channels like they're fucking Galactus.
1: <laughs> yeah, now going through everything. What else can we absorb into the fold? All of a sudden, they absorb Shutter, Netflix. Like you know, oh man, they got the whole thing. They got Shutter. And
2: <laughs> and I don't and I'm know. All up in the chat. I don't know if Disney could afford
3: Amazon yet. I don't Uh, know. I think
1: it's good. I think they could put up a bid (laughs) for it.
3: Well, well, I do know that shares are ridiculous price right now for Amazon of like $3,000 a pop for just one share of Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, Disney could afford that. (laughs) Like $3,000. That's what they give away for birthdays. (laughs) But but moving on, it's like I just want to sit there and bring up the new trailer for moth that has come out and i'm excited about it we talked about it in our chats and stuff like that and i'm just really excited about the feel that this trailer given out of it's got a very get out kind of feel to it but at the same time it's all about fucking up popular white kids you know and i, I i'm yeah. digging the, the the vibe that this trailer is given off um have you guys had a chance to check it out yet
1: um, I know I have. I know that the, the ghoul has as well. Um, I, I kind of I, – I do like it. I think the trailer was a great. I think Octavia like Spencer basically killing down, you know, party bros and party chicks. Awesome concept. But I don't know how well it's going to play out uh, on film for 90 minutes. You know, the trailer could just be playing the hits like they always do with these trailers. Yeah. Give them the hits, yeah. Then when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, man, the movie's so fucking boring. Or, they used all that in the trailer. <laughs> And you're kind of disappointed, so I'm kind of hoping that it's not the case and that the trailer is just kind of giving you a taste, but I've been disappointed by so many movies. Well, I'm like, this fucking movie's going to rule? Like, now. this is just not that good. So, uh, Gould, what did you think of the mob trailer?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it looked interesting. It's just uh, similar to you. I'm just feeling like, you know what, is this going to be, you know – We get things that come out like The Conjuring, right? And then every fucking studio under the face of this planet suddenly puts out a bunch of movies like that you know you get something like it and all of a sudden every studio has got like a cast of you know young kids putting out a movie you know whether it's a clown whether it's a ghost whatever the hell it is but they kind of all take that same concept and now I feel like is that going to be the? is this the new thing where we're all going to get movies like Us and Get Out and Ma and all this stuff and
0: uh, and that you
2: know is this going to be like the the black franchising of, of these
3: things yes um mm-hmm. but, yeah, but also, on the flip side it's like, is this really a bad thing though, to where finally we're giving African Americans you know a chance to be in the starring roles of horror movies, you know this is where I'm finding this interesting is we're we're getting this turn, you know where. You know, they don't have to be the first ones to die. They they can actually be the killers. They can be the main characters. And and I'm. Do you realize that that is
2: such a stereotype that is so wrong that they're the first ones to die? That's bullshit. There's so many fucking movies that like it's such a like a fake trope, man. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But regardless of that, like I don't know. I look at it this way, man. I don't care whether they fucking star in it, whether they're dead in it however it goes If the movie's good i don't give a fuck what color the people in the movie are i don't care if it's a black Mm -hmm. movie a white movie a red movie a yellow movie doesn't matter as long as it's a good movie
1: yeah i completely agree Mm -hmm. with that Mm -hmm. That, my whole sentiment is that yeah Mm -hmm. i do like the fact that uh Mm -hmm. jordan peele's having Mm -hmm. success and now we're seeing movies like ma come Mm -hmm. out great fantastic Mm -hmm. but they have to be good movies Mm -hmm. You could give me a whole bunch Mm. of movies made by white people, black people, like the the school said, Spanish people. doesn't mean they're all going to be hits. You know, and that's kind of what you want. You know, we're glad to have you around, but what can you bring to the table? What kind of script do you have? What kind of movie can you make? Mm. You know, are you just going to try to copy Mm. Jordan Peele and do exactly what he did? Or are you going to do something different and entertain us? You know, Mm. make it fun, make it scary. You know, I I don't want a Mm. doppelganger, literally, of Jordan Peele. Give me something different, right? You know, Ma could be different. I don't even know if the crew working on Ma is black. If the person that directed it is black, the screenwriter is black. All I know is Octavia Spencer killing white people.
0: So it could be a white, <laughs> white guy directing it.
1: Could be a white writer. Who knows? You know, doesn't mean anything other than that's a black lead. So we'll see.
3: Right. <clears throat> Now, King, you had also put up something on the Talking Terror page about Tom Savini being involved with WWE.
1: Uh, Yes, he is.
3: Um,
1: He's been involved for a while, Tom Savini, uh, doing some different masks for the Y family when they were still a faction. Uh, He worked on Triple H's gear for a couple of WrestleManias. Um, Oh, he did? He did. Uh, There was one where he rode in on a motorcycle with a couple of his, uh, you know, uh, girls in disguises wearing a skull mask. Uh, That was all Tom Savini. But uh, Tom Savini now has been working with Bray Wyatt on the Firefly Funhouse, which is a segment that airs every week on Raw and SmackDown, where Bray is now the host of a Saturday morning kid cartoon type show, but it's kind of evil horror kind of bent to it. So Savini created all the puppets that you see, all the characters, including the mask uh, that Bray Wyatt now wears on the Mm. show to show off his alter kind of ego in a way. So it's kind of cool to see that Savini has such a, you know, hand in creating this stuff. Mm. Not just inspiration, he's actually getting a check Mm. from WWE too. So that's (laughs) kind of cool.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I don't know if the Ghoul has had a chance to check out these portions that have been on, but I'm really enjoying the slow um, descent that we're getting of Bray Wyatt where he's come across as, you know, happy, cheerful character, uh, fun children's host. And then we're getting this gradual slide that's going on and on. And I'm really interested to see how this is going to actually work into his in-ring performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen those Ghoul? the uh, Firefly uh, Finances?
3: Yeah, I, I've been keeping
2: track of this whole thing and the reinvention of Bray Wyatt. And uh, I, I'll be honest, I... I don't know how um, impressed I am of it. Uh, I feel like the WWE really dropped the ball with Bray to begin with. And, you know, now I this was, guy yeah. has to go through the process of reinventing himself, and it doesn't feel like it's all that far of a turn. You know, he's still playing a dark and twisted style horror movie kind of character, Um You know, now they're just kind of putting this Pee Wee's Playhouse twist on it. Uh, That being said, you know, the the look is all right. I thought that the new mask, you know, sorry, but I've seen the Joker face before.
3: And that's exactly mm -hmm. what
2: that mask looks like. It looks like the stretched Joker face, the one that he sews onto himself after he cuts his face off. Not all that original, Tom. You could have done better, (laughs) dude. I don't
1: know if he even put thought into it. Who knows if he was even like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna craft out this mask and it's look badass. He probably just was flipped through a comic book and he's like, I'll do that, but mm-hmm. I'll make it look just enough different so I don't get seen.
2: I mean, it's very right. well possible that you know, again, Bray too could have had you know input on this and maybe it was what Bray was going for. And if that turns out to be the case, and he calls that out, fantastic. Um, you know, just kind of like Sting did with the crow look back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, at least you yeah. knew he knew what he was going with with that. It wasn't like he was trying to say that was his own thing. Um, oh, yeah. So, so if Bray goes that route, fine, it, it works. It's it's all good. But
0: yeah.
2: I, I also don't see him changing his move set at all. So Ooh. we're probably going to get more of the same, just mm. a different intro. You know, so they might you want to go that win. route, let's, yeah. why not team him up with, yeah. uh, you know, your lady's favorite, you know, Finn Baylor, and uh, let cool. the team <laughs> come out, let him play with uh, with Bray, and then just go, go that way with them. we <laughs> all make love Give together in the, in the middle of the ring. You know, yeah, Fergal.
3: <laughs> Fergal, yes. Fergal. Fergal the Whip. We all let love Fergal. Finn Balor's real name. i got some, got some but, medicine for yeah. Fergal.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, we already had to deal no. with Ray White and Matt Hardy, so I don't really need to see him team up with another person.
3: Right. Good point. But I agree with you what the ghoul said about the work on the mask and stuff like that because didn't uh, Savini also do the work for the Bludgeon Brothers on their mask? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah and I, I thought those were phenomenal. You know, and I thought they had great characters behind them, and then WWE just dropped them. You <laughs> know,
1: well they didn't drop them. Rowan's now with Daniel Bryan, and uh, Luke Harper is jobbing right now. So they're there. It's just that the characters mm-hmm. are done. They did what they had to do, and were, that's it. You know, that's, yeah, what that's the problem
3: to. is. What, but that's the problem is once again, you know, WWE doesn't know how to. They need titans, but they don't know how to write their titans. You know, and give them storylines to actually make them legitimate, you know, because we, we've got one Titan on Raw, one Titan on SmackDown, and all they're do, going, going around is just doing beating shit up, you know, but no one can really get, give them a storyline to make them relevant.
1: Well, not so much Walter Sullivan anymore because he was a bad boy back in the day and said some pretty racist comments, so he's probably not going to be seen on TV for a while.
3: Oh, well. What happened with that?
1: He got fined $100,000, and they're like, yeah, we're going to take him off screen for a little while till this blow's
0: oh. over. So yeah, after all of this
2: build-up and time that it took them to finally bring this guy out,
1: mm-hmm.
2: they, they, they can't use him anymore?
1: <laughs> Correct. Yep, after all that, yeah.
2: <laughs> it took wow. them like two years to finally figure out how to bring him the fuck on screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that he's there, they're like, oh, wait, what's this tweet that you sent out? Oh, no. We're going to have to take him off for $5,000. Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's why I haven't seen Lars Sullivan in like a couple of weeks. It is because he's fine. <laughs> and he like I can, I can tell you
2: why I haven't seen Lars Sullivan in a couple of weeks, and that's pretty much because I'm not watching either of the regular shows at any point, so well, – um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to money in the yeah. bank. You know, I know it's a pay per view, but, you know, that's, uh, aside from that, I, I just, I don't know.
1: It should be a good pay per view. And who knows, maybe Bray will get into it somehow and incorporate that character. <laughs> but like the ghoul was saying, I could see him trying to do something with the Joker because the outfit is a leather jacket with black and red uh, striped pants. Kind of like a Joker, mm. kind of like a ringmaster. So, mm. could be that. Um, I do like the fact that the bird is named Mercy, because if any of you watched WWE back in the 90s, there was a character named Waylon Mercy, who was like uh, Robert De Niro's character in Cape Fear. White pants, Hawaiian shirt, had a tattoo of a cross on his forehead, and basically it was just Robert De Niro from Cape Fear. That was his whole character. (laughs) Didn't last a long time, but it was pretty much in and out back in the mid-90s. But yeah, that was what Bray based his character on when he first came back, was Waylon Mercy. So... Now he named his bird Mercy the Buzzard. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. You can still find his promos on uh, YouTube. They're fucking hilarious because they're so dated. Because it is such a <laughs> 90s Robert De Niro and King Spear like, promo cutting. I just
2: figured but the, I just figured he was a big Full House fan, and it was just basing it off <laughs> of that whole Have Mercy thing.
3: And Uncle oh, Jesse so used to do that. Like John Stamos?
2: <laughs> well,
3: yeah, Uncle Jesse. When <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't when he was with the Beach Boys. Yeah, no, just when he drumming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that that sound
2: might have actually been the chickens, man. They uh. They're not getting any smaller. <laughs>
3: And uh, they, they will be out of the
2: house by this weekend, as we've we've been slowly assembling their hutch and their enclosure and everything. But it's just been one step at a time. Uh, did you guys catch the uh, the It Chapter Two trailer? Yeah, I did. I did.
1: Uh, did you? All right, Monkey. What did you think?
3: Uh, I I was pleasantly freaked out by just a trailer. It's like, wow, man. This trailer was just a slap in the face of just freaky, freaky shit. And again, you know, comparing it to the part two that we had for the TV series or, you know, the TV special, I, I was like, man, this is just going to get freakier and better. It's just, uh, I, I'm looking forward to this, man. <laughs> hmm. All right. Uh, cool. What'd you think?
2: I mean, I'm going to go into it with tempered expectations. Uh, only because mm-hmm. I know how I feel about the book and the original series uh, when it gets to this point. You know, in the original story, I always enjoyed the, p- the portions of it that covered the children more than the portions that covered them as adults. Um, but I also felt like the book flowed better between those two things. The made for TV movie. I found that whenever we cut to the adult area, I always found it a hell of a lot you know, more boring than the parts, again, that, that dealt with the kids mm-hmm. and, and the stuff going on in that era. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to have more of the same, and it may not even just be because of the whole kids' adult thing now one of the things that i found very endearing about that first you know the first part of this film that portion of time that they were in was also the portion of time that we were children in that era so you kind of right, had a double right. whammy now i had kids and i had me growing up in that time frame you know is is this moving forward in time to to present day is it going to be representative of of how i feel Today's society is amongst it and what's going on around everything, or is it going to be just whatever they feel like, you know, today's
3: this is what most
2: people are like type of deal? Are we going to get templates?
3: Okay, Mm -hmm. I see what you're
2: saying.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I kind of felt the same way. I know when the glue and I talked about it, um, just it was okay. I kind of wanted to see a little bit more. I mean, I know this is just the first trailer but I kind of wanted to see more of Derry as a dying town. As it's presented in that second half, they don't really show you that much of Derry. Um, They show you little flashes of it. Um, They show you the flashes of the carnival. Uh, Of course, Pennywise, which is great. I love the shot of him in the park right above the Paul Bunyan statue, floating right above uh, Bill Hader. I thought that was such a great shot, and that part in the book was always so great. But then again, that was Pennywise taking over the statue and not just flying over it. So I'm wondering how they're going to do it in the movie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It just it, it seemed okay, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going anyone's going, holy shit, this is going to be the best fucking movie ever. Um, I think it's going to be okay. I, I know that they said that they're going to include the Adrian Mellon murder, which is one of the parts of that second half in the adult era of it that I really did enjoy because it is kind of vicious. It's kind of mean. It's something that I didn't expect from Stephen King. At the time that he could kind of make something kind of so dark, uh, but have Pennywise be a part of it. So, but like the Golan said, I mean, we're at a completely well, different mean, age. But that's the, the thing,
2: actually. actually like in the in the original book, the Adrian Mellon murder is actually what kicks everything off. What? Right.
0: Mhm. You know, that's
2: yeah. what starts Mike calling everybody, and that's right. how the book actually starts. Um, that's not, Right you know not so much as it being something that's thrown into like the middle here um mm-hmm. like i said you know the book again i feel like the book is handled in a way that you can't really do on screen and i get that I, right. you know they they really wanted to capitalize i feel like on the stranger things phenomena um they really wanted to get to that childhood feeling that stand by me feeling mm-hmm. um i just i'm just hoping that they can now Deliver something strong That's going to utilize the adults Even though I also know that they are going to be Interspersing that with them as children Still, they're not stupid They, they realized that that group of kids Was very popular
1: mm-hmm. And it worked, just like you had said I loved that first one uh, That came out two years ago It was great, and had all the right notes You know, I mean, it was in the 80s I was more of a 90s kid Still, I, I related to it a lot more Than the uh, 50s With the TV miniseries. Right.
2: So, again, when I I saw that originally with the 50s and how I read it, you know, besides reading a lot of King and knowing he placed Mm -hmm. a lot of things in that era because he liked that era so much, I always liken that to, like, you know, in my case, you know, my stepfather's era Mm -hmm. and, like, my grandparents' era. You know what I mean? Like, it it fit into that kind of time frame. Right. Mm.
1: Man, it made sense for King to do it at that time, you know. Like you said, make it in the fifties. That's what I, thats the era that he grew up in. Um, but for us, like I said, basing it in the eighties for this reboot works better for us because we could relate to that a little bit more than we can with the fifties, obviously. So it kind of worked out in that way uh, to make it that way. And, and like we had said, we're going to have flashbacks uh, between the kids and the adults in uh, part chapter two. So that's going to be something to look forward to as well how they handle the flashbacks. You know, what are we going to see different? What are we going to see added? If there's going to be anything added that we didn't expect. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to, seeing if they change up anything.
0: I hope so. I hope so.
1: Because they do have that really cool shot in the trailer. Oh, good.
0: No, no, you go.
1: I was going to say they had this really cool shot in the trailer. Um, It's only half a second, but it shows uh, Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise, uh, kind of like half in makeup, half out of makeup, and kind of pulling his face down so you can see the whites of his eyes. I have no idea what the fuck is going on, but I can't wait to see what that scene's all about. Because it looks like he's not <laughs> even – he doesn't have the hair yet. It looks like his natural human hair. You know, it's like, kind of wondering what context this is, what we're going to see. like Because mm-hmm. Penny, Pennywise, is definitely not even human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, an alien being. Mm-hmm. But kind well, in the kind like yeah, of you know, he, was,
2: he was floating through the cosmos, you know, during the formation of the of the earth <laughs> yeah. itself. Um so he, he'd loose. been here for a while.
1: Can we get the turtle? Is that gonna be <laughs> the ending?
2: Uh, a lot of people are uh, are wondering if that is going to really make an appearance like are they really going to go that that route with this um I don't know I think that's trying to get into deeper shit than they're capable of handling um but what I do wonder from the trailer and what I'm wondering from that shot you know is it possible that they're giving pennywise a new origin because we did get that little bit of the old lady talking about How her father, you know, was, uh, you know, worked for the circus, did this, did that. And then when we saw him, it was Pennywise. So now, of course, I could just be Pennywise fucking with Beverly, which is part of what he does. Or this could be us possibly getting an origin tale that is more in line with what I think today's audiences would handle as opposed to what you would read in Stephen King's book.
1: Yeah, I mean, that could be it. Uh-huh. Either way, we're going to see an old, old lady naked ass. I'm not looking forward to that at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's just so much skin. And it's coming at me uh, in 3D.
3: It's like Zelda from Pet Cemetery all over again. Oh, I know. Old
1: lady, baby. Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> Be <laughs> the scariest part of the entire Your movie. Just seeing old naked white people flying
2: at her. <laughs> oh. Monkey, wa- dude. Monkey likes two types of porn, dude. Monkey likes grandma porn and black people porn, dude. He's all about that BBC. And
3: if and if you can mix the two, oh yeah. Because I've got this thing about like I like to hit it until so I can hear the pelvic bone crack, and that's when I know old I'm really old black it. grannies. Damn. Oh man, man that's <laughs> cold. <laughs> That's what no, the movie so no, much. No. No, it's warm. It's it's really warm. It's like
1: Apple yeah. Pie. <laughs> no, it's no like apple pie anymore.
2: <laughs> I know the last thing for me anyway was, you know, this week, uh we what we got coming up is the last and final episode of Game of Thrones. Um I know that there are, you know Numerous people out there that are going to go You know, I've never even watched An episode of that, you know what, I don't give a Fuck, okay um, <laughs> The fact of the matter is, it's been a very Entertaining show, and a lot of people Myself included, have been invested In it for yeah. quite a long time You know, we've been enjoying it, we've yeah. been watching it All the complaints right now are That the, uh, one of the main Characters did something that was so Out of character after seven Seasons of her build-up and bloody blah, blah, blah. And it's like, listen, man, the bitch is the dragon queen, okay? She rides around on fucking fire-breathing dragons. She came to town with the fucking fire-breathing dragon. You know, why are you (laughs) acting all shocked when the bitch uses the fire-breathing dragon to fuck some people (laughs) up? Innocent or not.
3: That's her job.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, I don't know. It wasn't so much of a surprise for me. And uh, I just feel like, you know what? is what it is. We got one episode left. Yeah. They're just going all out with shit. Mm. They're going to fuck everything. Mm.
3: Mm. So, it's only four episodes for the season. That's it. Uh, six episodes. Six. And
2: uh, that's oh, six it. Yeah. episodes. Okay.
3: Okay. No, because for Mother's Day, I let the Diva watch whatever she wanted for TV. So, now unfortunately, I am all caught up with Game of Thrones. You know, I, I'm not a person that watch watches the show, but let it run in the background. But yeah, it's been around. And if you're one of those douchebags that's like, you know, just stirring up shit to stir up shit and say, I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones, you know, you're gonna make that comment up there on Facebook. Shut the fuck up, take the comment down, stop being an asshole. You're just trying to be an attention whore. Let the people who've been watching this show enjoy the end of the series. You don't you don't need to sit there and throw your ass on comments like that. Let the fans have fun. And watch the damn series And it's
2: the same thing as certain people With you know with with the end game Thing as well like Mm -hmm. you know it seems like Anything that has you know Large portions of people that Enjoy it if it's not Something that seems to fit within the Norm culture it's like Ooh. all of those people want to come out of the woodwork to, to announce how normal they are because they don't watch it. You know, like, like one person okay. in particular, and they're, uh, I don't even know what the Avengers are. Like, dude, pull your head oh, out. Oh, my brother? Yeah, asshole. I know. Man, I'll call it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't calling it by name, man.
1: <laughs> oh, because he doesn't listen to the show. Are you kidding me?
2: please. <laughs> Doesn't even know I have a problem. No, I just I wouldn't want to do that to to him anyway though, in general, man. I'll call him but, out. You know, it's well you're yeah. allowed to. He's your relative. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know. What the yeah.
1: Avengers? Like, Shut up. Yeah.
2: Like, listen, yeah. I've never sat down in front of a fucking television and watched a PGA Tour, you know, tournament yeah. on fucking TV. Like, you know what? I'm also not going to announce that like I'm fucking proud of it because, you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't like it, so I don't watch it. So I don't announce that. <laughs> like, I don't have to sit here and announce what I don't like. Because no. why would I do that? I'd rather celebrate what I do like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right. And I do like the fact right. that the monkey goes, hey, on Mother's Day, I let my wife watch television. And she watched Game of Thrones.
2: <laughs> 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 you <laughs> let her out no, of her cage, it, huh? For one whole day?
3: It, no. No, it was for Mother's Day. I, I made it clear. You know, I, I, I made her a breakfast. I gave her a really nice diamond. The, me and the boys gave her a really nice diamond <laughs> bracelet. And uh, I made her a remote control. Bitch,
2: has the remote control.
3: <laughs> one day. No, you, you got, got you. 24 no. hours. Well... <laughs> No, but no, because normally Sunday is my day because I catch up on racing on Sunday. So that, but then I was telling her, hey, it's your day today. You watch whatever you want. Don't even worry about my racing. You can watch whatever you want. And she spent the entire day catching up on <laughs> Game of Thrones and uh, catching up on Riverdale. So, yeah, Andy, I'm caught up on that bullshit too. <laughs> and next Sunday, <laughs> it's your <remote laughs> mine. Get <laughs> back in the room. Hey, I only, I only, <laughs> look! I only ask. I, look, I only I, well, ask for the TV two nights a week. Okay, that's Tuesdays when I go to your house to watch SmackDown, and Sundays when I when I watch my racing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. It I know. That, yeah.
0: Yeah. Believe I you believe but...
3: <laughs>
1: fuck you guys
0: <laughs>
1: blink if you hear us in the background mudge's wife
3: <laughs>
0: we, support okay. you, baby. we support you we
3: support you she's tied up behind the couch Having to listen on the other end of the uh, the air she, she she's not she's no help right now
1: <laughs> and she
3: needs help that's the thing no, man, I got her tied up behind the couch listening because we, we need those ratings. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, all two of you. <laughs>
2: God, what are you what did you do, strap the fucking headphones to it? Dude, I watched a porn that was like that once, man. The dude was so busy, like, torturing the chick, he, like, strapped a a vibrator to her vagina, right, with a microphone attached to it. So while the other chick screamed, it would set off the vibrator for the other one. So, like, he was oh, torturing,
3: man. like, he had them both bowed. It was real fucked up, man. It was good stuff. <laughs> man, that like, sounds well, awesome it. as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fucking good, man. I got to admit.
1: <laughs> all right, so going from uh, porn to death. Let's talk about two thousand Final Destination, directed by uh, Glenn Morgan. So yeah, I'm James what Wong. What are you talking sorry, about, about dude
0: Yeah, James Wong. James Wong. Yeah,
1: Glenn Morgan was the writer. James Wong is the director. Anyway, you have the Florida Ghoul. What's this movie about? Why'd you pick it? And does death have a plan for us all? Death.
2: Yes. Indeed, has a plan for us all. It follows us, it stalks us. Some say that we're born to die. I say we live, and then we die. Anyway, Final Destination, man. 2000, uh, fantastic movie. You know, again, back when I was in my, my early 20s or so. This is one of those that when it came out, was just absolutely fantastic. I remember everybody talking about it. I did not get to catch it in theaters. I, it's one of the first DVDs I ended up owning, though. Um, yeah. Uh, I picked it because I own it. I picked it because I like it. <laughs> That's <laughs> about it.
1: Yep. And uh, So, much, what did you think about Final Destination Part 4?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. Final Destination Part 4, I watched it because I screwed up because the Final Destination is Part 4. It uh, has some interesting deaths, and it has some really fun deaths, It, but uh,
2: Oh, that's right, and you're to... a racing fan, so you probably wouldn't oh, yeah. really
3: dug that one, man. Uh, yeah. You had the, but, the entire time. But, but, but as opposed to Final Destination, which was the first one, which is our pick for this week, I did find the fourth one extremely lacking because they did not take the steps that the first one took to create the interesting deaths because the best thing about this fucking movie is the Tom and Jerry fucked up death where you have Tom making this elaborate mouse trap of, you know, Jerry pulls the string, the string lights a match, the, la- the match lights a gas burner, gas burner fills up a teapot, teapot fills up a balloon, balloon pops, knocks off a bowling ball, yada, yada, yada. That's what I had so much fun about this movie are the intricate, fun, fun deaths that were in this movie. And it's just, you know, fuck the storyline. This movie isn't so much about the storyline. It's just having a great ride with the gore.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's a good uh, analogy for it. I mean, I know uh, I saw the movie in theaters back in 2000 uh, with my father and then with my friend of mine uh, in high school. And, yeah, like the gore said, it was a big thing. That was the movie that everybody was talking about in 2000 was Final Destination. It was a young, hit, sexy, you know, movie with all these, uh, like the Doc I said earlier, CW type actors. But it's about death. And it's about how it has a plan for us all. And it's an entertaining movie. You know, it's, it's got a great, a lot of great turns. I mean, the acting is pretty well done in this movie. You know, there isn't yeah. one actor where I'm like, eh, you know. The only problem I had is that uh, this movie is supposed to take place in Long Island. And there's only one guy that sounds like he's from Long Island. Everybody else sounds like they're from California or just some Midwest town. They're like, man, death is really coming for us, huh? And he's like, hey, I got tickets to go see the Yanks. Who wants to grab a slice of pizza, Alex? I'm like, oh, hey, Todd. Like, Todd, put it down. Like, dial it back a little bit.
0: <laughs>
2: well, you know, it's Which- funny. He actually... He reminded me of of a different actor, and I can't put my finger on who it is, but that, like, the, the, the over-accentuated New York, mm-hmm. um, it was one of those where it made me wonder if it might not be over-accentuated. It just may be that he's a New Yorker, and it's just that everybody else is not. And that's why you can tell that difference, you know, and that's why it seems like it's so out of place. But, yeah, this is taking place in New York, which is another one of those things that I really loved about this movie. So many films are always Mm -hmm. taking place down south or out in California or in the Midwest somewhere. No, this is taking place on the East Coast. This is our neck of the woods, man.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and Islander's country, no less. (laughs) Yeah. But, I, like I said,
1: I, I do make fun of Todd, or do like the fact that when he's talking to Alex at the airport, he talks about how you have to take a shit before you get on board because you don't have to go <laughs> to the bathroom and torque a heavy cord, Was his exact verbiage. You don't want to have to torque a heavy cord and then come out and there's these two hot girls standing next to you. And I was like, torque a heavy cord. I got to use that more often. Todd, you're on to something. <laughs>
0: No, know how he was seeing then...
1: every fucking premonition of the world happening before his eyes. John Denver? Right.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: this is one of those movies that, you know, again, it all takes place pre-9-11. Um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You can tell. Yeah, especially, you know, the, the whole plane thing and everything. Uh, it is, I remember the first time seeing this it was such a vivid recreation of what you could, like, only imagine a plane crash to be like. And I remember seeing right. it back then and thinking to myself, wow, it's kind of horrifying, you know? Like, it's really, really kind of scary. Uh, now mm-hmm. watching it, it's like, all right, it's a little over the top, a little corny. Uh, I-, I don't think there really is any true way to recreate whatever the fuck is going on inside a cabin like that when a plane is going down in that Method you know I mean they, they Can sit there and come up with every every Reconstruction under the sun But you know that takes Away the one thing that you know we as Human beings have which is that random Factor of you never know how Somebody's going to react to something
1: Right um, what I do like What we have talked about is that this plane is because uh, It's a class uh, They're going to Paris uh, For I guess like a two week stay, something like that Oh, um,
2: oh Dr. So you, have,
1: you have Alex his friend Todd, you have Clear, you have Carter and Terry, the couple, then you have Billy Hitchcock. None of these fucking people seem like they ever took a uh, class of French. One day. They're like, what the fuck is this teacher telling us right now? Oh, is he speaking for, French?
0: No, oh. i hey, oh, reading The Tropic
1: of Cancer, by the way. Like, yeah, okay, Archie girl. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Well, I mean,
2: obviously, <laughs> Allie Larda Thought that she was playing Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club. There movie. you
1: go. Yeah. That's probably it. But, like, did you guys catch it at all? Like, this is supposed to be a class going to France because of everything that they've learned. It doesn't seem like anything of one of the French, except for
2: Queer. Well, f- well, first off, I just wanted to see what the monkey was going to say, because he had something coming out of his mouth, and we interrupted him. He was like a no, ahead, I was buddy.
3: just going to say I was going to say no because again these kids studied muzzy so of course they speak French. Okay. <laughs> um but also like the king had said I don't know if you guys had taken any foreign language classes but anyone who was taking um the the trips over to the country where you were where you were studying it was all the honor students. You know, yeah. there was there was never any other regular students. It was only the honor students who were in the highest level of that language,
1: you know. Yeah, Carter, Terry, and Billy would not be on that flight.
3: Sorry,
0: Let, they'd be in Long All off. right, yeah. but
2: this this yeah. is kind of like that dream come true type of deal. Like, look, I took mm-hmm. a couple years <laughs> worth of Spanish, you know, and I, you know, to to this day, I think the majority of the Spanish, if I ever do try to speak any of it, comes from fucking Encino man. So, you know, this would be like that Like, hey, I took Spanish for three years I'd love to go to Spain Maybe. You know, like, it doesn't matter to me Whether or not I actually <laughs> fucking speak the language
0: As far as the yeah, movie it goes the though, too,
2: it does, it, We're not going to get to France anyway So it doesn't really make a difference That these kids don't get there either You know what I mean? That, that, that they're going there right. They're not going to make it
1: Right. They're not. Um, but like I talked about reminiscence, Alex all of a sudden starts having all these reminiscences uh, when they're boarding the flight, the, uh, the little car that runs underneath the plane, at 666 on it. I'm like, okay, have you handed? But moving yes. on, you know, and well, that'd be a really yeah. fucked up God if you killed a baby. Oh, man, that'd be a really fucked up God if you killed a mentally challenged yeah. person. But said <laughs> it does happen. So we do have a fucked up God.
2: But, you know, the thing is, is I remember the tra- the trailers for this movie. Mm-hmm. And the trailers yeah. specifically showed you that the plane blows up. Oh, you know, yeah. they specifically, like, told you what was going to happen in the film. Yep. So I feel like it's one of those where, like, playing that joke or saying that <laughs> joke would have worked so much better had you not known going into it that the plane was going to go
0: down. Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: Because otherwise, the joke is just literally there just to say, hey, look, we're going to kill a baby but not show it. Hey, look, we're going to kill a mentally challenged person and not show it. You know, like, well, really, with that guy, they do show it. They never come back to that baby. But they come no, back to that no. mentally challenged guy getting rocked around and falling onto his, you know, his person a number of times. So uh, I'm glad James Wong really found that very humorous.
1: <laughs> but I wish they had gone back and said that line after the, after the crash happens. You know, of Alex said that to Todd, I guess God really is fucked up. That would have been a cool fucking line to say. Because, yeah, you know, they're all dead yeah. and we're here. But they never came yeah. back to it. I mean, the, the, the crash itself is... is great. So go ahead, Monkey. Yeah.
3: You no, know, I was just going to say, but the fun thing about this movie is, we, you know, like you said, Alex starts to get the premonitions, but we have no reason why. You know, there, no. there nope. is no, no reason why he's getting these premonitions. And it doesn't really matter because you're just along for the ride. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is fun it. I mean, he never <laughs>
3: never researches it
1: After it happens, he never <laughs> reads any ESP books It's all about plane crashes. Yeah. yeah, you know
2: No, and no you know the funny thing is is every, every sequel that happens after this movie They always refer back to Flight 180 Until you get mm-hmm. to the fifth movie And that yeah. is because of its own specific reasoning um, yeah, very That being said reason. though Do you know the origins of this movie?
1: Yeah, uh, there was supposed to
2: be uh, an X Files episode. Yes, you guys are fans of that show, and uh, I, mm-hmm. I personally have never watched an episode. But this was originally supposed to be an episode of the X Files. That uh, they convinced that them to say, "Hey, no, let's do a feature film instead," because you got something here. Yeah,
1: definitely felt oh, like an X Files okay. episode to me in some portions. Um, when the FBI agents show up, I was like, that could have been Mulder and Scully for all I care.
2: That could have been Mulder, exactly. You know what, as soon as so I had read up back. on that, being the X-Files, I was like, that explains so much about those two fucking guys.
1: Yeah, why they're in it so much. Like, that could have been Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. Instead, we get Dana Roebuck, and I can't remember the other actor's name, but yeah, the FBI agent. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the crash itself was pretty impressive when they show it. At the time, it looked great. Now, I mean, it still works, yeah. but like Golden said, you could see why, you know, not actually an accurate depiction yeah. of a plane crash. Yeah.
3: But at the sa- but at the same time, the entire plane crash going on and all the scenes that were happening in the plane, uh, I thought it was just a fun throwback to '70s disaster movies.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, mm-hmm. so
3: during that entire time, I had a great time with all the shit that was going on. At the same time, I could not help flashing back the airplane. I was expecting, you know, some woman's tits to start popping in front of the camera for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have, <laughs> yeah. would have allowed it. It
1: would have been great, but yeah, one of the high schoolers' tits popped out. <laughs> hey, G, your tits? Oh no! that's fire is okay. eating away at the bodies. I guess it's it's so great, you know. I mean, no. but we, we uh, get movies
2: in the third movie, man. The uh, the tanning bed scene is, is fantastic. Oh,
1: it is so great. It's the little roller coaster. Uh huh. <laughs> but um, but the the punchline happens, and you get to see Alex's body getting eaten up by all the flames, and then he wakes up covered in sweat, you know, coming off from a dream. He jumps up and says, The fucking plane's gonna explode. We're off to get off. And everybody's like, No, dude, relax, man. Nothing's gonna happen. (laughs) Carter, the fucking bully of the movie, played by uh, Jack from Dawson Creek, come the fuck down, bro. Hey, bro. You're not gonna ruin my time. (laughs)
2: The, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tough Guy, man. This guy's answer to fucking everything is like, hey, let me cover up the fact that I'm, you know, I, I'm gay because I'm going to sit here and attack everybody. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Terry is such a beard throughout the entire fucking mm, movie. It's so Like if that's,
2: if that's supposed to be subtext. Then you know what they're hitting you over the head With it man because it's like There's just no other way to, to actually Define this guy's character There's nobody in like real life that I've Ever met that actually acts like this
1: He's the type of guy That aggressively kisses his girlfriend while Staring at you just to prove that he's
0: straight <laughs> like, Dude
1: I get it you're straight like, What do you think about that I kissed her lips because she's a woman I am
2: gonna take her home and I'm gonna kiss her vagina a lot with my mouth.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do sex stuff there I'm gonna I'm gonna put my penis in her vagina and we're gonna have intercourse.
3: Sup bro? Sup?
1: No, you're cool man.
3: In the, the backseat of my monster car that I have no knowledge of about how it works.
1: <laughs> and we're gonna drink a lot of Monster Energy too. Cause that's what I do, bro. <laughs> All right, good to you, man. But it's like, I'm sorry. If I'm in this plane and a fucking kid jumps up and goes, the fucking plane's going to explode, I'll be the first one out. I'll be knocking the baby over. I'll be knocking everybody <laughs> out of that fucking plane. <laughs> I'll be the first one off.
2: I'll
1: be kissing that ground and going,
2: a... see, this is why I don't
1: fly, motherfuckers. <laughs> you
2: know, you hear stories of this happening all the time, and, I mean, they oh, really no. don't yeah. have uh... – any good explanations for why it happens to certain people. I think, you know, maybe it's a, I don't know if it's a panic attack or whatever, but like there are people that literally will mid-flight all of a sudden freak out. Like, you know, they were perfectly fine
0: up until, Mm
2: -hmm. again, being like two or three hours up in the air. And now all of a sudden it's like a major problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, and oftentimes they do end up having to be restrained and whatnot. Like in the case here, no, they they don't just get restrained; they get kicked out of the plane, and yeah. and you know they they're not allowed to board. And then of course you you got to tell them telling the teachers that they can't board. The uh, the suspiciously somewhat hot French teacher then tells the uh, the guy oh, yeah. Larry that he needs to get back on because you know he does the whole French thing. I mean, what does she do besides fuck her students? Because that's what she looks like. She looks like the kind of teacher that you'd see in the news that fucks her students.
1: Which did confuse me, though, because uh, before before the crash happens, and this is a quick aside, actually, after the crash happens, they're they're on the report talking about the water, and now there's nobody going to be alive in that plane. They said there was four teachers on that plane taking people to Paris. We all got introduced to two. Who the fuck with the other
2: two? Like, oh never, yeah. Not, it's just, well, she had to make uh-huh. sure that he got back on because they weren't going to send those kids over there without other teachers.
1: But, but that there teachers were four, the four teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So made no sense. We didn't get introduced to any other teachers. I was like, it just must have been something of dialogue. Maybe we were supposed All to get right. introduced to two more teachers and just didn't.
2: That's what I'm figuring. I'm figuring that this is part of like a script that probably got you know adjusted or fixed so that you had less people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they felt like they had two, four teachers wouldn't have made any sense, you know, unless you were gonna bring yeah. at least two of them out of the plane, you know. So if they were trying to do it just for realism's sake of making sure that there'd be plenty of teachers per students, you're just adding okay. your cast at that point. You might as well put in a baby and a and a mentally challenged guy. <laughs> so,
1: so um, we have Carter, we have Billy, we have Terry, Clear, Alex, and then the, the suspiciously hot uh, French teacher get off the plane, and then mid-flight the plane explodes. The the everybody except for Carter, because Carter's still was hitting him in the face this entire time. Like, <laughs> you need to get off the plane. <laughs> everybody else is like, why? You know, but yet every, like everybody turns on Alex real quick. Except for Queer, you know, and she's like, oh, no, he, he saw something. And I trusted him. Everyone else is like, fuck that guy. He's crazy. He's dead. Well, uh,
2: well remember, Queer isn't one of the ones that gets forced off the plane. No, she she's She gets the gets, volunteers up, gets get out off. on yeah. her own. You know, she's she, yeah, yeah. just like you and just like me. You see somebody freaking out like that. Yeah, I think I uh, – I, mean, I think I would probably feel nervous enough to where I'd say, you know, just in the event that this kid is feeling or seeing what? something, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to just err on the side of caution. I'm sure they can give me another
3: flight. Mm-hmm.
1: But what do you think about that monkey, the, the turn? Everybody kind of makes out mm-hmm. This is kind of death in mm-hmm. here now.
3: He mm-hmm. predicted it. Well... Well, everyone was extremely pissed off from the get-go because they all lost their flight, okay? And then we have the fucked-up shit of the flight going on, you know, and you know, then we have Hitchcock standing by the window. uh, (laughs) Yep, (laughs) Stippler. You know, and looking at the plane, and then the plane explodes. And then, like, I don't know about you guys. I was thrown off by this one scene of the plane exploding, and then all the glass in the airport just fucking shattering.
1: Well, yeah. It wasn't that far away from the airport. So the reverberation would
2: have done that Well it was interesting too though Because you know like when you watch it From the distance the plane is clearly Ooh. taking off upon, like, first takeoff, like where it's first yeah. coming up and going. It doesn't look like it's turning. It doesn't look like it's it's spinning around. But when you were in the actual sequence of it going, you know, you saw that the plane, was like, it seemed like it was going around in circles for a little bit if you were watching how the outside was spinning. But, yeah. again, mm-hmm. I think they were trying to represent one thing and then show us another with the uh, – it's what they were actually capable of showing us yeah. on from the
1: outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you guys think yeah, that I, 39 days later is appropriate for a memorial for these fucking people? I was like, 39 days? Uh, Seems an awful long time before you have
2: a memorial well, for kids that's that died the, in the plane crash. Well, you got to figure that's the school memorial. Mm-hmm. You got to figure that these kids, you know, you were going to have a funeral for all of these people. Uh, right. like, you know, every one of them would have funerals, wakes, all of that. Want to it, to it, it. The school was also unveiling a statue. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I feel like that was a Generic couple different statue. things all rolled up. I, I don't think 39 yeah. days was too crazy for something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just I yeah. saw that note for some reason. I'm like, that's a fucking obnoxious yeah. amount of time. Yeah. Like, there's not going to be any yeah. bodies left. What are you burying? <laughs> Well, like ghouls,
2: no, but that's that's like not the, the funeral. funeral, that's the no, memorial that, for the school. Yeah, That's all that is. The funerals all happened. That's what was going on over thirty nine days. You know, they're that's not gonna do well,
0: yeah. you know, like, so
3: it.
2: Yeah, I mean they could have maybe shown that I don't I don't think they were trying to get gratuitous on that point. I think they were just trying to show you that a little
3: bit of time advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because thirty nine days, all that stuff passed. You know, you you know, you had a million investigations going on, especially with uh, you know, with uh, with Alex. You know, he probably had way more investigations going on with him personally. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. How yeah. did you know? And, and
3: what made you feel a, like
2: the plane was going to blow? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know, Alex? How did you know?
3: know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, But you know. Th- But this was just a memorial at the school, on school grounds, at a school function, and yet what irritated me is they had a priest there, quoting from the Bible, at a school function. (laughs) Not
2: not uncommon. Um, You know, what might seem a little more uncommon these days would be as if you only had one denomination represented. I would think in any kind of tragedy of that nature, and I I might be wrong. I don't know, but I would think with like the Sandy Hook shootings and shit like that, I am sure that there were representatives of religious denominations there because, you know, for a lot of people, that is where they find their comfort. They find that in, in that, you know.
1: Mm. Yeah, Um, but they had this memorial where they have you know this really shitty fucking two thousands folk song guy singing as they're all playing their flowers down. Uh, I Billy's like, hey, Alex, just got my license. And uh, my instructor, uh, he said, son, you're going to die at a very young age. So do you think he was right?
2: No. Okay. <laughs>
1: we'll see you later because I'm wearing a black sweater. Too. Not I'm wearing now. A sweater,
2: not ever. You know, like he really gets <laughs> aggressive with them, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'll see
1: you later. I got an American Pie sequel to film. Anyway, so you know that he's just out of there. Carter again trying to take a fight. Dude, when we suck a dick, bro, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Carter, calm down.
0: I I feel
2: like this might be something That like got lost in the editing room You know like there there were certain things that I did Appreciate prior to this Uh, Little things like Alex's reaction When he came home after Mm -hmm. You know that, that initial couple of hours Like I thought that was very uh so just very realistic, showing him breakdown, you know, as he got home and just the whole survivor's remorse and all that stuff. I'm sure that somewhere in there there was like, you know, other people not only questioning him as to whether or not he you know why did he know if he you know, maybe did he have some involvement with it or what not, but also you know, how did you know? Are you some kind of miracle? What can you tell me? Can you tell me if my baby's going to die? Is my grandma going to die? You know, am I going to win the lottery? Am I going to be rich? Am I going to be pretty? Am I going to be this? Am I going to be that? Any person that has that kind of talent, you know, I've always been of the belief that most most of them are charlatans. But that's also because I believe that somebody that is that sensitive, chances are they really go out of their way to isolate themselves because they can't stand having to read people on a regular basis, having to hear all of those thoughts in their heads all the time and seeing that kind of shit. But Monkey?
3: Now, no, I was going to say, that being said, though, now things start to take a turn because they they have eluded death for 39 days, but now things, things start to become fun. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> And they do. things with start Todd. to happen, especially with Todd, you know, who's play- – what, what, all he wants to do is so after things calm down, you know, after his dad calms down, he wants to go back to hanging out with Alex, go to a Yanks game. But that's not going to oh, happen. Oh, no, a Yankee Alex. game. Hey, hey see yo, the Yanks. you know, we, we're going to go see the Yanks, dude. We're going
0: go yeah,
1: to we won't we'll talk about death no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that dead and all, but you're still pretty cool, Alex
2: we <laughs> will uh, go, go, go find some broads you know we'll go find some things <laughs> and we're going to go do something with that man you know maybe we'll have that shit so we won't bring that. But we won't it, bring that fruitcake Carter with us, though, because you know he'll probably try to get in your pants, Alex.
1: <laughs> no, it's almost yeah, that yeah. Hot sausage, You know what I'm saying, Alex?
3: Uh, yeah, uh,
2: you
1: get me.
3: That Mook is all about getting his, your sausage in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? He wants to get a piece of that one. <laughs> <devil girl, lad. laughs> that motherfucker. Fucking
1: mook. Well, yeah, Todd. Uh, his death in the bathroom, where he just walking into the bathroom taking out that fucking 1950s razor and going, no, oh, I'm just going to not use any shaving cream. See what happens. Uh, oh, man, I got cut. Crazy shit. I mean, this guy takes two okay. dumps in one movie. I think that's a record. For any fucking movie. <laughs> fucking lay fucking heavy ass core okay, twice okay, in this movie.
3: Okay, it's it's two dumps, but we're talking about thirty nine days between dumps, all right? Yeah, man. It, it is a lot of time, man. It's not like you took two dumps, it's not like you, well, you know
2: what, listen, man, I, I've been guilty of taking more than two dumps in a day before, man, but
1: <laughs> But in the movie <laughs> just, Wow. Okay, I appreciate okay. it. But yeah, the the Ruth Goldberg device that the uh the mugger brought up earlier. With the liquid coming out of the back of the toilet, kind of creeping towards him, you know, as he's looking in the mirror, snipping some nose hairs. I mean, this guy's got fucking weird hygiene, fucking, you know, techniques. Like, you know, okay. not going to shave with shaving cream. Just going to start ripping out nose hairs. They're probably not there because I'm 17. And then he gets okay. strangled by death. He's
2: going to take his shit. You, then he's going to pick, he's not going to wipe. He's going to pick his nose a little bit.
1: Nope. He's going to go through the <laughs> Yanks, Maybe. We don't know, but no, he can't because now he's being killed by death, yeah. ripping at that cord. It was cool because they had the effect of his eyes breaking out in a blood capillaries. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that was a little. Yeah, that, that's that's the that one death. thing I always you know think about with this movie, um, and to a, to a degree the second one as well. The deaths are they're they're brutal.
0: They yeah, the they're,
2: they're brutal without being completely over the top. Um, they, mm-hmm. There's like almost like some little sense of realism behind them still. Uh, when we get to further sequels, they get to like ridiculous points as far as the deaths oh, yeah. go. But but in this one, no, they're uh, they can be a little bit on the disturbing side. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Uh, to this yeah. first one. Just trying it out. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say what, you didn't like the chain link thing since Death in Part Four. <laughs> it sure was. They got works. too
2: digital. They got too digital by uh, that point too, man. Big. That was the problem.
3: Yeah, they went all out. <laughs> no, of okay. But yeah, with the first one though, it's like, oh, you know, it, it's not just that we get the death; it's that we start to get the feel of what Final Destination does. And when we know that a death is getting ready to happen, it fucks with us and gives us lots and lots of things where we think that's going to be it, but no. And then it gives us another thing, and we think that's going to be it, but no. And it just keeps fucking with us and giving us all these little things that when you're watching this and you know what's getting ready to happen, any of these things could be the death, but no. You know, It's never that. And it just gives you – does, does that fun little thing of just fucking with you like a little lap dance? Of is this it? Nope. Is that it? No. You know and and then when it finally happens, it's just like oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, the movie Alex
1: you know has a premonition of it because of a new, uh, the pornography magazine ripping apart and having the word Todd in it. So he's gonna run over to the house. He's too late. They want to find out everything that they can clear and Alex. So they go to the funeral home. And they meet up with my man Tony Todd. that's was blood work. Oh, best fucking cameo. Loved it. He's basically just playing Candyman in this in this cameo. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Now I sure? want to ask you guys because with Tony Todd's role, it's like I always felt like something was extremely unexplained with his role and the way he was in this movie. It's like for some reason I just wanted to keep thinking like his roles should have had like a bigger part or something. I don't
1: think so. And I think the way they handled it was perfect with Tony, you know, having him in that cameo because it gives you just enough, but at the same time, not enough. Because I always thought that he was Death when I first saw this movie. You know that he and actually I was Death like on the occasion
2: And there's nothing still saying that he's not either. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. I think it's it's a subtle enough thing where you could see him as either you know the the ferryman
0: or you, know, you can mm-hmm. see him
2: as the representation of death itself um
0: mm-hmm.
2: it can be taken you know however or however you want i personally take him more as the ferryman you know he's, he's your he's the guy that's embalming of you he's the guy that's getting you ready to be obviously right. your, your physical body to be shown to your living relatives but at the same time by f- like removing those last little bits that are within your dead body—it's kind of removing those last little bits of what made you alive to begin with. Um, you know, I—I yeah, I, I really enjoy Tony Todd in these in these little parts in here. Um, I think, but yeah, this this has really given us also the the idea of what we're getting with this as what will eventually be a franchise. Jeff, I mean, mm. these movies are basically serial killer movies.
0: Except mm-hmm. the serial oh, yeah.
2: killer is just death itself. There's no actual physical representation of what's killing you. There's no Jason. There's no Freddy. There's right. no Michael Myers. There is just mm-hmm. the fact that you're going to die in some manner.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow, the that, you, that.
3: Yeah, and the fact that you cheated death and you got away from it once, and it it wants its toll. You know, he might have gotten away with it once But yet, yeah, it, it will come back in fine. Yeah, And you.
1: Yeah, and that's why I, I like Tony in that scene Especially when he's using The tool to extract blood oh.
3: out
0: To put the
1: embalming fluid in Because you don't even want to Fuck with that Mac Daddy And then he rips out the fucking <laughs> pipe And the blood turns out like, nope. uh, So anyway, sorry for breaking in uh, Anyway Hey, no big deal Hey Alex, I'll see you soon I was like, fuck yeah, fuck
3: yeah!
1: <laughs> like you, know, you will see yeah. him soon, sir. You will, Like <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah. It's like he—he he was honestly like the freakiest, scariest thing of this entire movie. As like as fun as the movie was, and as you know, bloody and gory as the deaths were, as scare-wise, he's like the fucking scariest thing in this fucking movie. Yeah, and
1: so you you have Claire and Alex talking about this at a cafe, where they have a a, a pleasant reunion. With the teacher, Miss Luton, the suspiciously oh, a, a French teacher. Then you have Carter driving with his beard carried through town where he's like sucking in her fingers for some reason, like you know, listening to really bad nine inch nails. And also he's like, hey, Oh god. That's that guy. He owes me a blowjob. Alex <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Spins
0: around I mean, the floor.
2: As he's busy fucking, you know, making a big turn, big U-turn in the middle of his tiny town street, you know, he yeah. almost hits Hitchcock, too, all at the same time.
1: Yeah. crazy yeah. yeah. you dick. I like the catchphrase of the fucking movie. all <laughs>
2: <laughs> But, yeah,
1: he goes to confront Alex at the, the cafe. And Alex is like, hey, man, hey, man, we're off to look out for omens because death is on to us. Uh, Todd, that wasn't a suicide. And I could prove it. And he's like, whatever. Just shut up. Just shut up and love me, Alex one time it's like Carter what are you getting into why do you keep saying this
3: but we were gonna I, go to I, I, and and I love how we have Terry just losing her shit getting pissed off and then just going she's tired of this shit she's out she's done and then we just get that guy she got slammed by a fucking she bus. Bus. got
1: exploded by a bus like a big old <laughs>
3: movie yeah, bus. yeah a big old bus out of nowhere I fucking love those shots when they put those in movies so oh, they did yeah. the same thing in Fort. When <laughs> they did it with an ambulance, they did the exact same fucking thing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they're 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 gonna repeat them. they're, yeah. they're gonna have fun with it. <laughs> but yeah, after but yeah after Terry's death, yeah, which is great because it's just a big old meatbag of blood over everybody's faces. Yep. You have Mrs. Luton <laughs> <Lewton> packing <laughs> packing up. She's moving somewhere. She's gonna get the fuck out of town. And of course, she sees Alex kind of stalking outside, you know, hey, so gonna go ahead and check the <laughs> tires here. Check the pressure. Make sure there's nothing wrong. Like, yeah, the cops are gonna come, dude. Just walk away. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, no, the best is he's busy creeping around, she sees him, and when the cops come, that's what he starts doing. Like, yeah, dude, you know, as yeah. it is, they're already fucking thinking that you're doing some weird shit, bro, and you're going to be yep. touching the fucking tires on this woman's vehicle? Like, come yeah, on, man.
1: Yeah, it was a little ridiculous. And then, you know, she's packing up her stuff, Alex is taken away, when they get to the police station, they can't hold him at anything, so he's like, well... If you don't let me go, I can't stop it. And you're like, Well, I guess you're right. See ya. He's fucking crazy, dude. Why don't you go follow him? Well,
2: the, the best well, is like now the cop about. saying that, you know, the guy gives him the creeps. And it's just funny too seeing Daniel Roebuck, of all people, um you know, telling the other cop, like, you know what, you you give me the creeps
0: but <laughs> no, especially
2: sure. when I like, you know, I recently watched River's Edge.
1: So,
0: mm-hmm. oh my seeing God, yeah. Daniel
2: Buck, like, I movie. can't now not see that actor as that murderous kid that he was in that fucking movie, man. I put my hands
1: on her neck, and then I, I, I started strangling her, and I felt so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a good fucking movie. What Keanu Reeves, Chris Van Glover, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, If you haven't seen River's Edge, definitely check it out. But yeah, it was weird seeing him do that. But in The House of Mrs. Wood, this would bother me is that she has the, the cup that she's going to fill up with tea. She sees that it's the high school mug, and she's like, well, fuck that. And she's like, well, no, got to be brave. Like You do realize that if you go from immediately hot substances to immediately cold, it's probably going to crack the ceramic? No, doesn't think about it. <laughs> no.
3: no, because she's a French teacher, not a science teacher. <laughs> I
2: just didn't get why she tossed the tea out to begin with. Like, did she burn her lip or something?
1: No, it was the mug. It freaked her out. Because but it was she the high still school used mug.
2: the same mug to drink the vodka.
1: Yeah, because she put the vodka yeah. in it and said, "You got to be brave." So the alcohol help. <laughs> but meanwhile, you're not seeing this all drip out. You're not like, yeah. feeling anything dripping, especially when you lean over yeah. your 90s computer. You know, see <laughs> anything dripping down in there? You're just completely obligatory. Come on. Oh
3: my like, God! That doesn't it's make like... you blind. <laughs> and she only put a little bit of vodka in there, but it's like the shit was just pouring out of the fucking mug. You know? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and then when the, the computer explodes and she starts falling around the kitchen, I almost wanted the Benny Hill yakety sax song to start playing because that's exactly how it felt. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then she's falling on
1: the floor, her throat's cut open by the glass With a computer. When she falls on the floor <laughs> in the kitchen. And she reaches up for the towel, and the knife block falls on top of her. I'm like, oh god! Yeah, there's the Benny Hill song.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is
2: where, like, this is where the movie like strikes this weird chord because you have mm-hmm. like these weird inklings of humor, like what we yeah. had between the baby and the special, the special needs person. Then you have like a serious death like Todd's. Then you have something right. like this, which just seems so, like, just over-the-top, so silly and, like, ridiculous. And, I mean, I guess the, the bus could be seen in that way, too, because it was an exploding mm. body. Um, but that's the only reason why. Had they gone more realistic with the death itself, uh, but it was so fast. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, so you' give it a yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, um, but that's yeah. the thing. If it would have just been like a straight yeah. death, like Todd's, then at least it would have yeah. been more in line with yeah. what we had seen so far. But it's mm-hmm. weird. It, like the the right. movie takes like these weird descents into comedy at times, and then other times mm-hmm. it's just trying to be
3: serious. Right. Okay. All right, that no, because again, like I always say, it's about riding that wave of the highs and lows of tension. You know, where you got to have the high tension and then relieve it with comedy. High tension, relieve it with comedy. Because if you keep it all high tension, by the time you get to the end, your audience is going to be worn out. So you you, you got to have those moments in there so that they can endure the entire movie.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the same time too, though, you don't want to go where. this felt more like it wasn't like they were doing it that way for that purpose. This felt like somebody wasn't sure what direction they wanted this film to go in. Um, Almost like there were two mentalities to the writing. Like one writer was like, Mm, hey, I'm making a serious horror movie, and the other writer was making something that had a little bit more comedy to it. Mm -hmm. And they decided to go with some of the deaths in the one way, and some of the deaths in another. And it never feels cohesive Throughout the whole film. Like, when you watch a Friday the 13th movie, yeah, there's little bits of comedy in there. But for the most part, mm-hmm. the comedy doesn't occur when Jason's killing somebody. The comedy occurs right. at other points.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I get what you're that. saying. Because further is with when Alice runs into her house and she's laying there with a the knife in her chest. And he's like, oh, uh, pull it out or leave it in. Pull it out or leave it in. Like, you know, maybe I'll have to pull it out. Then the fucking chair falls on top of her digging that knife in even closer to her chest. So he's like, nope, got to pull it out now. It's like, dude, you just put your fingerprints all over that knife. And now your shoe prints are all over that fucking house.
2: You know know what's even funnier, man? I had memories of this scene. I guess it's – I've watched this movie a number of times. I own all five of them. I I don't go back to this one as often as I do some of the sequels. Um Mm But for some reason, I remembered this scene being that he pulled the knife out and then stuck it back in again because, like, he realized oh. he shouldn't have pulled it out in the first yeah. place. That been great. <laughs> like, but that didn't happen. And he just dropped the knife. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Did I fucking miss something?
0: But uh, no, I guess I'm just
2: remembering it wrong or I'm thinking of a different movie in which that happened.
1: That would have been great. If that's what happened. But no, <laughs> Alan escapes the house and it explodes. Billy just happens to be bicycling by at the same time when yeah. it happens. You know, weird, but okay. What <laughs> you know, blew up I the house? The fire that was started from the computer.
2: Yeah, houses don't just explode, though. Like, in in order days, for days. a
3: house.
2: Yeah. Well, I know. No, no, that, no. But what I'm saying yeah. is:
3: was there a gas but, but, leak or something like that? Yeah. There was the whole, there was the um, gas line from the, uh, the the stove was on. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. yeah, because um, death had uh, after um, the teapot or whatever, death had turned the burners back on. Mhm. Damn man. Yeah, plus the,
0: the
1: the alcohol. <laughs> the alcohol was uh, would, made sense too though. The vodka bottle exploded. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but a vodka bottle exploding
2: <laughs> isn't going to blow up an entire house, man. No, but it'd be a good starter, though. It'd
1: be a good
0: starter. Still, all that's yeah. going to do
2: is start a fire. It's not going to blow up a house.
1: No, well, in this movie, he probably could. But you know, now we have, uh, we're left with Carter, uh, Billy, Clear, and Alex, and they're getting together to decide what to do mm. next. Who's who's going to be next dude. on that plane? Um, I, I, I like the fact that they're driving... And Billy's like, oh, it's fucking me, isn't it? Like, it's, like, it's always me. You know, it's, I'm going to be the one that's next. And Carter's like, well, no. It's got to be me. And then he just puts his fucking hands on the, the roof of his car. He's like, woo! Like, driving through town.
0: Like,
1: Whatever, man. Have a good time. I'm going to go see Terry now in heaven.
3: You're not going to I'm see gonna,
1: Terry in heaven.
3: I'm going to die my way. At my time, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to choose. <laughs> and this
1: is a cool, this is my favorite scene in the movie is when he parks the car onto the railroad tracks. And he sees the fucking trains coming. And they're like, dude, get the fuck out of the car, man. Get out. And he's like, no, whatever. Fuck you guys. I'm going to die. It's fucking epic. And then all of a sudden, he's like, fuck you, death. He tries to put the car in the gear, and it doesn't start. And he's like, oh, shit. Alex, help me,
0: dude. Help me. I'll check you, deep, bro. Get me out of the car.
1: Dude,
0: <laughs> <So laughs> you just figured out. out
2: a way for Alex to put his hand near his cock, dude, when he was busy grabbing that seatbelt, man.
1: But he gets him out of that like, oh, last
2: okay. second just as the uh, oh, all yeah.
1: yeah, just as that train went like just rails into his car, and you have Billy stand up and go, oh man, this is crazy. I'm, I'm, am I next, and all, yep, you are. That fucking strap cuts <laughs> his fucking head off. It's such a great effect. You know, I love the capitations in movies, and this is pretty good too because it did the half effect, where it was just the top half of his head, and it left his jaw neckline in place. As the body fell about mm-hmm. the but yeah, it was satisfying. It. <laughs>
2: I, I like the body flopping down, like, into the ditch, too, afterwards, man. It was it, oh, you know, yeah. it was fun.
1: hmm It was great. You know, but of course, this is leading to Alice having to go into hiding and clear his cabin. But you have this weird thing where she's calling him baby now, and I'm like, did we miss something? Like, did yeah. they fuck at that beach? I was like, they fucked. They fucked at that beach when they were talking. Because all of a sudden she's very, very lovey and like adoration to him and I'm like, Yeah, had to have something happen. Where's that the Yeah, besides
2: besides getting a little bit of hero worship, like at the uh the, the whole memorial thing where she gives him the flower rather than putting it down for the uh the deceased, she's like I wouldn't be here if you didn't if you didn't save my life, so so here, this is for you. Um yeah, she kind of gives off like a very creepy, like creeper vibe. Like she's kind of stalking him a little bit, but then some moments she's like giving him shit. Like she doesn't believe that he's right, and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden she does. I, again, this is something where I feel like the writers just kind
3: of were like, uh, eh, they're in a relationship now." <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the well, the entire beach scene was originally shot and put together because there was put there was supposed to be a romantic scene there they was supposed to be,
1: mm. but they never shot it, shot it. What a mess! That. So that
2: that then makes a hell of a lot more sense because again, this this is this yeah. is probably the and again, this is a film that I really enjoy. But there are you know there are issues with the movie. Um, uh, oh yeah. You know so so when I say these things, I do say them out of love. You know that these are the little things that I find fun as well though. Like like you said, out of nowhere she's calling a baby, and uh, yes. and then yeah, mm. they they are. Loving each other. Or That's what makes her so that, mad. Uh,
1: yeah, or the <laughs> fact that uh, Alex could outchase the FBI in a canoe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Awesome. they got a team, Like, in, like the FBI goes, stop, Alex, stop, and he's like, I'll boat you later. Like, no, get in the fucking <laughs> water. You can swim, <laughs>
2: and you
0: can swim in
2: like Hans Gruber told us, dude, like, you wanted a miracle. And I give you the FBI Yeah
1: <laughs> These fucking FBI agents just all sweating <laughs> and fucking out of breath Trying to chase after this one fucking kid But there's one guy You can't get him <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones would have fucking solved this case Hours ago And he would have been in okay. custody That's what you need to call in
2: I I just find it interesting Because this is like Ali like Second or third movie um, Yeah I know, like, her her debut, I believe, was in, like, Varsity Blues, where she Mm -hmm. was kind of like the hot chick in that movie, you know? So, like, why did they decide to, like, like it's weird it's like they wanted to dress her down to make her like not attractive but at the same time they stuck her in like belly shirts and stuff like that which was funny because it's like she doesn't look like she showers she doesn't look like she takes care of herself she certainly doesn't come off as the kind of chick that would be wearing belly shirts and I'm not complaining because she looks good in them but at the same time it was like it just did not feel like again like a lot of things with this movie it just didn't feel like it made sense for what they were trying to go for with the character,
1: I agree. I mean, but ultimately, Alex saves her from death um, by reaching down and grabbing onto the power lines and shocking himself. He doesn't die like <laughs> anybody would, no, he lives because he stopped. You got up. the touch, you got the power. So, yeah, that's that's what this is. And he's like, Yeah, babe, we stopped. And she's like, Yes, baby, yes. Yes, baby, we did it, baby. I'm not going to kiss you or show you that with are a relationship, but I'm going to call you baby,
3: because I don't want to make I don't want to make Carter well, because now we're some we're some odd trio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what it
2: comes down to is
3: they it, want to the really leave it open
2: as to whether or not him and her were in a relationship or if he ends up in a relationship with Carter because this is one of those those films from this late 90s Early 2000s error in which we get what? three fucking survivors. You know, there was a time yep, yep. where horror movies only would have one. Then they started giving you two. And then all of a sudden they mm. just decided to start upping that fucking number. And now we're going to give mm. you three. Mm. And, of course, then we do that so that we can surprise you with that mm. last ending shot of one mm. of them dying.
0: I was just so
1: surprised that they fucking went to Paris mm. together. I'm like, how does this work?
0: some weird name, and God, they
1: relationship that you guys are having <laughs> like <laughs> 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 <You know.
0: laughs>
1: oh man if you told me six months ago I'd be in pass with you guys I'd be like whoa I was thinking about me Alex but not you clear <laughs>
0: <laughs> you fucking beard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know why I'd be to hold hands <laughs> shouldn't he clear be holding hands
1: this is
3: awkward,
0: <laughs>
3: but yeah. Six months later, death comes back in Paris, <laughs> and once again they start to see the omens. <laughs> and a bus hits Carter, but <laughs> yeah, Alice starts to see the omens again.
1: But then Claire out too, so yeah. it makes no fucking sense. All of a sudden, he like, yeah. right.
3: up.
1: Okay, now it <laughs> It's like the shiny mm-hmm. Everybody has it.
0: Well, <laughs> nice when, thing what potato, it comes down potato. to
2: is is no matter what, there's this pattern. Supposedly, it's 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 a pattern by convenience. Sometimes it works, mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't. It's just to sit there and give us something to go after. Um, you know, it, when it really comes down to it, the pattern never makes any sense, and they change it up each movie. You know, the third one brought in an interesting concept with the with the pictures.
5: Oh yeah, um, I like that.
2: Yeah. You know the 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 fun themes that go on with the franchise like this is one of those franchises that I completely see why sequels get made. um I know mm-hmm. they stopped after five, and you know what that's probably the smart way to go because otherwise it would be like the saw series where we're on like you know movie nine or ten or whatever it is and and nobody wants to see him anymore uh you know, I think by four people felt that way, but you know four was a 3D movie, um, and I feel like that's the one thing that really hurts watching for outside of a movie theater or without a 3D mm-hmm. TV. Uh, Monkey, you watched for, and I'm sure you noticed plenty of times that most of the scenes looked like they were supposed to be coming at you, and that's because they absolutely. were. Absolutely. They were supposed to be coming on you.
3: Yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. stick like you like. but <laughs> Yeah. Hot and sticky. But yeah, but in closing, it's like either way, it's like you know, Ghoul. Thanks for picking this. It's like it's this is a fun movie. It's like the the first few movies are really really fun, you know, and it's just a fun ride. And you know, like the Ghoul said, you know, it's easy to see why this title became a franchise.
1: Mhm. And interesting to note that January of this year, it was announced that they're planning to re-imagining a reimagining of Final Destination. With a script, uh,
0: just make a sixth
1: Nope, uh-huh. I don't want to make we're another gonna, one. <laughs> don't want to reimagine the we're version gonna make,
2: two planes. We're going to make a direct sequel to the first movie uh-huh. because that's what's needed. You know what we realize? We realize <laughs> that people die still all the time.
1: <laughs> no, they're going to up the ante by having two planes. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be a double point the plane's coming right at us. Oh,
2: shit. No. You know, <laughs> fucking premonition. Yeah. You know, I got it. Not for nothing, man. But, you know, yeah. if you want to go through a reimagining of this and you want to sit there and work with this whole death thing and all that shit, then fine. Don't go comical. Don't go crazy. Grow some fucking balls and do something really fucking, some, some groundbreaking shit with it. And I really mean, like, go go a little fucking course. ballsy with it, you know. Um, what's up? Mm. Would you say middle schoolers?
1: Yeah, that's how I do it. Middle schoolers.
2: Um, I mean, it's their graduation. Oh, They're thinking, flying to Italy. I was say thinking something similar, where you know what, bring this down to humanity. Make humanity mm-hmm. being our cause of death, and make make us question why. Why does that occur? You know, like I brought up the Sandy Hook shooting. You know, why don't we yeah. explore some of those themes of death instead of sitting here and and going on about a fictional version of it that we've seen five movies of that already.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. Mm. Yeah, like you said, I, I would yeah. think that they would have to go yeah. darker. You know, we're in a, mm-hmm. an era where we have to go dark to get that scare yep. and to get that kind of sense of, of uh, disturbing behavior. You know, I would, I would love to see something much no, more that
2: better. No, that was a different franchise.
1: Yeah, I know. That was, that was one movie, though. <laughs> Luckily, we only had one movie with James Marsden and Katie
2: Holmes
1: <laughs> chewing up the second scenery.
2: But she, she was still very movie, cute though. at that time. Totally crushing so on Marsden. Joey at that point. So, I'm good on James Marsden. Okay, he was a bad Cyclops.
1: <laughs> he was adorable though. They took him out pretty quick in X3, so they made up for
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> they evaporated him in X3. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw his floating, his floating glass,
1: <laughs> his visor. That's it. All right, but anyway, so yeah, that was Final Destination from 2000. Uh, next week is the Doc's pick of Bun Man. I have no idea what to expect uh, with that one. So,
3: yeah. I'm very
1: blind. Yeah, I thought it was Spoon yeah. Man, Butt Man, uh, yeah. Bun Man. Isn't yeah. Bun Man that yeah. guy yeah. that wears the hair on top of his head? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what they call but. those people?
2: Yeah, queers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carters. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, man. Now, now what, what Carter should have done is probably have gone and bought Alex some jewelry. So where should he have possibly gone to go do that goal?
2: (laughs) You know what? Yeah, if Carter really wanted to impress Alex, uh, he would have went to Bonfire Beat Designs. Uh, He would have visited the Etsy page. He would have found like a nice tiger's eye bracelet or something like that. Um, You know, that would have been perfect for a guy like Alex who likes to sit there, ponder ponder life, ponder death, and figure out the patterns between the both of them. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a guy or a girl that you want to sit there and ponder life and death about, and you want to figure out what to get her or him, your animal, whatever it is, go to Bonfire <laughs> Bead Designs on Etsy or Facebook, all one word, Bonfire Bead Designs. And again, see us this weekend at the Flemington Punk Rock Flea Market. Get your asses out there! All
3: right, thank you for joining us,
1: Monkey.
3: <laughs> yep, and I'm your horror host, Mad Monkey. Saying thanks for listening and let me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Mm. Thanks night.
2: for coming.
3: Good, night.
1: Good night. Thanks for coming. Come again. All right. So uh, next week we meet, keep America strong. Watch horror movies. Hit us with that catchphrase as we close out. Cool.
2: Hey. You know, stay scared. Oh, my God.
1: We're going to go get some pizza after the show and go see the Yanks. Am I right? Stay scared, people. Let's go get
2: some, let's get some dogs. We'll go shove them up Carter's ass.
1: You know, he's going to love that because he's always pulling on his Yeah, you know, He's going to love them dogs. Oh, man, Carter, I love you. You fucking cock-sucking beard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good night, everybody.